0: Welcome to Video Night with your hosts, Michael and Andrew. Hello, Andrew. How are you today? I went to Blockbuster yesterday. A Blockbuster? There are two Blockbusters where I live. And there are a few more in Alaska. And I did not go to the ones in Alaska. I just went to one. And it was actually kind of a brand new Blockbuster, too. Which is weird. This does not compute. How? (laughs) Uh, A lot of people don't have computers here. So
1: they just rent videos. Okay, I a drop the robot. What? I don't know. How is this possible? How is there a Blockbuster? How do they not have computers? Texas is not a third world country.
0: It's it, Down here, it's, it's South Texas. So it's close to the border. Wow. Uh, Mexico. There's and, Blockbusters.
1: That's amazing. It's not, is it owned? By, it's not Juarez
0: or anything. But I mean, is it owned by the I, company? I think, well, the company only exists in Alaska now, Alaska has bad broadband, so they don't do Netflix. So it exists in Alaska as Blockbuster. But I'm not sure. Did they have if in right Hawaii
1: too? You know. In Puerto Rico?
0: No. No. Hawaii was the last place we should.
1: Have yeah. Been. All right. I was just really surprised I saw that picture. I was like, what time machine did you take? What year are you in? <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, time machine would be uh, the. Phone booth
1: time I have to say this real quick. Uh, there's a town about two hours up from me. It's uh, one of those uh, vacation towns from Portland. You know, all the rich people come out to this little oasis. They have two video stores within blocks of each other, and both have VHS, like massive catalogs of VHS and DVD and Blu-ray, and they don't seem to suffer for customers. It's stunning. A town of 9,000 people, and it has two big video stores. It's probably
0: because not a lot of people buy computers, so.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, well, yeah, also, I think out here on the coast, as we can tell when we're doing some of the episodes, the uh, connection isn't exactly the strongest. I think they have a couple of hamsters on a wheel going as fast as they can to keep it going.
0: No, no, uh, what's, no cyborgs? Does that lead into today's topic? No cyborg no. hamsters?
1: No, no subur hamster's but I was assuming the time machine part would lead into Terminator because we have a new Terminator movie coming out in about what a week from when this episode's going to air. Terminator Genesis. Probably, yeah. So that's why we're doing this episode. We're discussing cool robot movies, uh, a little more than a, we're, uh, we're, a
0: handful. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Chappie, Avengers 2, Ex Machina, Terminator Genesis, Deadly no. Friend, no. Hardware. Bill and Ted's well? journey. No. Batteries. Batteries not included. Nah. Short circuit. Ooh. Daryl. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. And Chappie, which is short circuit three. Eh, you already said Chappie. I know, but I wanted to say the short circuit three joke. <laughs> uh, so, uh, no. Actually, we're gonna talk about. I. We've got. I'm going We're gonna go yours first. Uh, companion, Robot, and Frank, Real Steel. All right, so I was torn on that last one. Uh, Real Steel is awesome. It is the height of technology. Precision mechanics. Working together in perfect unison. For one purpose. Victory. Watch me. Brilliant!
1: But it's awfully mainstream. I guess we'll go backwards. Real Steel is the only movie on our list that's like a big studio picture. And I thought, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. Because the point of the show is to find these little gems that are hidden away. And I watched like, oh my god, I watched so many crappy robot movies. They're movies that were just kind of, They're so bad. Like, okay, I really like hardware. I like the look of hardware. Um, But it's slow. Man, it's meticulous. And uh, I know it's on purpose. yeah. But at the same time, yeah, yeah. just like... It's a slow uh, burn until
0: the craziness. Yeah, uh, it's got the craziness to it, which it has to build to the insanity. Uh, and that's why it's got that thing. But Real Steel is a Richard Matheson story originally. just simply called Steel. Written in a short story uh, in some pulp thing. And then um, Twilight Zone picked it up. Did you watch that episode? No,
1: I did not. I didn't get around to it. I forgot. You You said something to me about it, but I forgot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's James Coburn's in it. And he's the boxer uh, owner of, of the robot. Well, I'm to see that and then. He, act- he gets... I'm going to spoil it. He gets into the ring. He has to get into the ring because nobody's actually seen the face of this robot or really knows what it looks like. And they haven't seen him as the manager. So, and the robot's rickety. So he gets in and poses as the robot. And, yeah. So when I was watching Real Steel which is almost entirely not like the short story and the Twilight Zone episode, I was um, concerned that they would not hold to that theme. And, and they almost didn't. And then they worked it in towards the end where instead of uh, getting into the ring, he puppets the thing. Yeah, the, one no. thing, I, the
1: reason I picked this movie is because um, it's, it got a lot of bad uh, stuff about it when it first came out because it's directed by Sean Levy. You know, he was known for doing Night of the Museum, that crappy Pink Panther movie, cheaper by the dozen, and also the fact that, uh, you know, it's just giant, it seemed like a lower budget Transformers. It just, a lot of people kind of poo-pooed on it. Then it came out and critics kind of like, oh, this is actually pretty entertaining, but it still didn't make its money back. And uh, I think it's Mm, something you should... But there's a sequel.
0: Dude. What? It didn't make its money back, but there's a sequel being made. How does that work? Are you sure? Yeah. Direct the video, maybe?
1: i think it's the cast really i'd have to look that up yeah. cause i didn't know that but uh no it didn't i think it, it cost 100 million i think it made 70 million in america maybe it made a ton overseas maybe that's why they're doing it yeah sequel. that's
0: probably it that's probably things it. have
1: changed so much with that because now you can make like oh well it costs 150 million you make half that in america but you make a crap load overseas
0: we're good then that doesn't explain why there's no new dread movie
1: it didn't. No, no. Dread. That is something someone else asked me, and Dread did not make its money back. Even with overseas, I think it only made thirty million dollars. It cost fifty. Uh, Seriously, look I like it up. Dread. Uh, worldwide box office on Dread was not good enough. Uh, video sales mm. were decent, but so Real Steel. Uh, basically, it takes the motif of Rocky. You know, like the the beats yeah. of Rocky, and. Yep. Uh, you know, Hugh Jackman is absolutely fantastic. The direction is really solid. And I got so excited watching two robots beat the crap out of each other. When I watch a Transformers <laughs> movie, I do not care at all. Right. Because Michael Bay This, doesn't... though,
0: this yeah. is really rockin' sockin' robots. Basically. I don't movie. know why
1: they didn't even license the rights. Why didn't they license the rights to the title? It, it would make a lot
0: more sense. But maybe nobody yeah, would totally go see would. what we call it, rock'em, sock'em.
1: <laughs> well, no, real part...
0: still... Yeah. I think real might not be cool but steel was already taken by Shaq and they yeah. probably didn't want to mess with that but then real steel just sounds like real American and steel is an American thing steel industry um, in Pennsylvania and all that um, but uh, I was digressing I was saying, what was I saying? I don't know the- but the kid is the best part, I'll say this oh, kid, yeah, he's, it's actually, really, really he's good. actually pretty good The the little girls uh, who taunt uh, our hero dad character are Sean Levy's kids. (laughs) They're not very good. And one girl says, Booyah, at the end of her comeback
1: quip. Because no one ever says Booyah. No one said Booyah since MTV Raps was on.
0: It's... They have it in commercials all the time. People are sassy and they, they, they throw Booyah at the end. And it's always ladies saying... (laughs)
1: Fuya. <laughs> wow! is like the the uh, new version. Of, boy!
0: No, no, it's like it's like in your face. It's the phrase in your face, except in one word, booya. And who? Nobody. It's just ah, a little pet peeve of mine. And it was in the movie, and that took me out for a moment. I was like, ah. <laughs> well, at least it's at least they got that out of the way at the beginning of the movie.
1: There was another movie I wanted uh, to add to this list, but I watched it again for the first time in years, and I was like, oh, this is some cheesy crap. Is Runaway with uh, Tom Selleck. The end is awesome, but the build-up is kind of slow, and it's so cheesy. I would
0: say that that's not exactly a robot movie. They've got robots yeah. in it, but they've got yeah, little, yeah. little tiny was, weapons. They're remote control sort of tiny things. Yeah. 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 But, but uh, real steel, I did not hate myself watching it. I'll tell you that. I did not hate my time watching it. I should say I don't hate myself when I watch movies. Huh. That's stupid. I don't. I didn't hate my in- experience watching it. I know things, so I know what's hokey and what's silly. I know what super what is super conventional. This movie was tailored for I don't want to think while watching it. audience. And that's alright, it's alright. It's a family blockbuster.
1: Yeah. It's not, it doesn't dumb down though, it's just, it's very streamlined and simple. Yeah, very simple. Yes. Very uh, very simple. Second movie is Robot and Frank. Can I
0: help you find anything? Where is the librarian? Hey Frank. Hey there.
1: What'll it be, the usual? I'd
0: be more interested in getting a phone
1: number. Dad, you're right in the middle of the road.
0: Look at this place, this is gross. You have a problem. I brought you something. Hi, Frank. You have got to be kidding me. That thing is going to murder me in my sleep. Somebody's going to murder you in your sleep.
1: This is Jake Finn. He's been filling me in on the plans for the
0: new library. So it's his project. you must remember the days when this library was the only way to learn about the world. Sounds like the same people who stopped coming here want to take away what's yours. Frank, you're so
1: square you're practically avant-garde. What the hell did you just say to me? These people are loaded. You,
0: you know what stealing is. I don't have any thoughts on that. We're gonna clean up i'm glad to see you so enthusiastic i haven't felt this good news
1: hello frank it's me what's going on in there
0: frank weld is a suspect in a multi-million dollar robbery up the road what i'm kind That's of uh, in a bit of trouble of course you are
1: don't you touch that robot
0: frank <sighs> You're starting to grow thank you frank it's time for your enema uh ah, this, is, this is you a very mentioned this because- and you 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 urged me to see it just by saying that it was on your list, so I went ahead and I watched it. And for the most part, as far as all the performances and acting and everything, yes, I really really liked it. The robot itself, person in a suit. Yeah, I think so. Um, it, it was a, it was it's a little uh, it's a short little girl l- lady. Really, I suit didn't know that. To the robot, yeah.
1: Um, so the But it's is a so person a- in suit. Yeah, the basis yeah. of the movie is the simple fact that Frank Langella is an ex-thief. He's basically retired. He's been let out. He's not on probation or anything. He's just out. Uh, he's he's he, out. He,
0: he, doesn't he have Alzheimer's or something? Yeah, he it has like Alzheimer's. He does, has well, Alzheimer's.
1: you're not supposed to really say that until you see the movie, but I don't. I think it's kind of a secret. But the, there's something wrong with him, you know, and he's getting sicker, so his son... Well, his I don't... Daughter, no, I'm, I'm
0: really asking... I oh, yeah, I don't know Alzheimer's if he has stress. the actual Alzheimer's or if it's just something else. Because I know it's No no no, no. I'm almost guaranteed deme- has dementia. Yeah, oh, okay. He uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to well, spoil okay. it, but it's you know what? It's it could nice. be dementia.
1: I knew someone with dementia and the behavior wasn't too
0: far off. Hmm.
1: Okay. Uh so it has Susan Sarandon, Liv Tyler. Right? Liv Tyler?
0: Yeah, the daughter and... who's who's the anti robot slaves.
1: And James Marsden is his son who gets him the robot to help take care of him, but he finds a way. He's playing dumber than he seems, or simpler than he yeah. seems. He basically yeah, manipulates yeah. the robot into helping him do a heist. And uh, for Life. I can't remember who is the cop that's after him.
0: Oh, Jeremy Sisto, who is yeah. just super... He's oozing charm in this. It's great. Yeah. I like it when Jeremy Sisto gets like different roles, and this is a very different role. He's not... He's not manic in any kind of way, and he's he's not the the quiet faced guy. He's just really, really charming, no. and and it's really nice. It's not Actually, real it's just, high con. It's not a huge role. It's not even a huge role. It's yeah. just he comes in and he's just like, hey, Jeremy Sisto's playing really pleasantly. That's great.
1: The movie isn't high concept. It, it seems like it would be, but the basis of it is actually really uh, simple. It's just—it's a, a really good story, very well acted. Frank Langella gives a hell of a performance. And uh, just the pacing of the plot, it just really keeps you going Susan,
0: through something that should not. Susan Sarandon's character is, is rather interesting. I will not divulge much. She's a librarian, and the library is being turned into sort of a museum. For books, because uh, the what is what's millennial after millennials? Because this is set in the future. Future, really. yeah. Uh, uh, those guys are all like, oh you, you were alive when this place was buzzing with people actually looking at the books." You know, <laughs> all we have is digital stuff. And this is like you know some nostalgic, quaint, you know, gentrification of libraries, whatever, uh, hipstery. Guys, that guy's really smug and annoying. So yeah. you, you're not you're not for him the second he hits the screen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she gives
0: a very so.
1: uh, they treat the sickness with dignity. You know, it's never uh, oh, yeah. it's hand Academy Award kind of. You know how some movies are very heavy handed trying to push you in a direction emotionally. Yeah, it just presents yes. what it is. It does it tastefully. And uh, the chemistry between Susan Sarandon and Frank Langella is really strong, and it's extremely important. Like you said, you don't want to explain yeah. it, but there's more to yeah. it than you there's, a, re-
0: there's a reveal in this, in this movie that just goes, oh, oh, and then, like, kind of bittersweet. It's a bittersweet movie, really. Yeah. More sweet than bitter, but there's a little bit of bitter there that you need. I uh, actually so- do recommend this thing.
1: Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, real Steel, you're going to have to hunt out because Disney's a bunch of stingy people with their movies. Uh, third movie is Companion. Not on DVD, not streaming. Uh, it's not streaming legitimately. Uh, it on YouTube.
0: Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, not, it is I was gonna say, It's not on Hulu, Crackle, and
1: Netflix. It's one of those where someone's yeah took the old VHS and put it up there. So, quality's going to be a little bit lesser, but, you know, if they're not going to put this thing out on DVD, then fine, just let us see it, and uh,
0: that's where you can check it out. Somebody did, yeah. Uh,
1: Basically, it's it's near future, not far-flung future. Uh, uh, Catherine, oh, I should have
0: got the name right. Uh, Well, she's not the robot anyway. The robot is uh, Bruce Greenwood, and um, you might have seen Bruce Greenwood in just about everything. First time I saw him was in it's called Below. Below. Yeah. Below. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just below. Right. I knew From was wrong. And Zach Galifianakis is in that. Yes, Rattles. very good movie. Um all right, so map. the companion. But Bruce Bruce Greenwood holds that pretty well and he's that's when I first remember seeing him, but he's been in tons of stuff. He's been Star Trek and all this stuff. But he plays the companion, the companion, uh, Catherine yes. Harold. Uh,
1: she's a really good character actress. She had a couple leading roles, but she never really broke out. This is one of her like TV movie roles. I think it was for USA. I'm not sure, uh, or maybe Sci-Fi Channel. You're They're right. It right. is for USA.
0: Okay, so she just went through a USA.
1: divorce um, from uh, Breaking Bad. What's his name? I'm terrible. with name's Bryan Cranston. Bryan Cranston is her husband.
0: He was he was cheating on her, and she walked in on him. And she's a novelist. Uh, As Cheesy romance
1: novelist, and uh, she decides to get away from everything. So she goes on vacation, but she doesn't want to go alone.
0: So she rents a comp- or I don't, I don't know, you rent or buy, but you she. she- She buys. She bought it. She put a lot of money on this guy.
1: (laughs) She gets a companion. It's basically a blank slate. It's programmed for basically the simple stuff. But she has a manual where she can manipulate things in him, whatever. Bruce Greenwood is companion. He is extremely good at this. He doesn't play the normal ticks that you see. Whenever someone does a robot, they always play it
0: in a certain way, like very
1: stiff, you know, it's like the uh, Data, ever since Data. Oh, he's, he's kind
0: of, he's kind of stiff, but that's at the very beginning, as she keeps on programming him, reprogramming him, for more and more human qualities, he starts to loosen up, becoming more and more human-like. The problem Um, is,
1: with her manipulating his emotions and his chip or whatever, he starts to get out of hand. Uh, It's actually, I watched it about a month ago, so I have a little bit of, uh, uh, amnesia to the movie. Does he actually manipulate his own programming?
0: I oh, I forget. I Whatever think it is, he is he trying to anyway? He
1: starts to exhibit he, jealousy and uh, selfish. Yeah, he's
0: he is. It, this this movie really boils down to be careful what you wish for. Right. That's that's the theme in this movie. It's a futuristic uh, it, movie, that, all but the other... they did
1: something really smart the, by her going out to the cabin in the woods she uh the sorry the producers and directors make something that's futuristic but we can connect to it because in this cabinet it's very simple so it looks like now
0: she also notes on their little road trip on the way that like wow this is so old-fashioned and it's just a country store yeah it's like 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 kind of uh like jaw dropped almost like like what is it what is that when you come across like a field of flowers that you have never seen it's like really impressive that's how she responded to this country store uh and there's also brian uh, brian james i was gonna say the same thing (laughs) yeah there's that's because he's introduced in that scene um brian james and his his girlfriend wife whatever um jolie fisher that's an uh, that's an odd story beat that they introduced those two characters i thought it was possibly going to get as more sinister than it did but then it did get sinister but not like i don't know i expected them to be like actual criminals right whose careers were criminal well, careers cool you know they were masquerading as people
1: Brian James always usually plays the same parts you know he's a typecast as just like the sleazy gross villain this one is a bit odd he's more of a simple like woodsman you know he just uh, he's a manly man you know he's a But he's also a
0: sculptor, so he fancies himself as an artist. I don't
1: get the artist scene. He has some sort of gun. He aims at the piece of uh, (laughs) the block that he wants to carve. Does he carve it by lasers? But it explodes. And I'm like, I don't understand. How did that work? Uh, I rewound it three times trying to understand. I
0: can't explain it. It's just some hokey, non-technology technology BS stuff yeah, it did. That's the one. TV that's movies. the one beat
1: in the movie that doesn't make any sense. It seemed like it was. Uh, this is futuristic for futuristic sake. You know, there's no real. Rock yeah, rock yeah, rock yeah. The,
0: what's the what the concept is behind the gun is? You point it at the big stone object, and you because he's more of an abstract artist. He lets the gun readout determine. It starts to pick various shapes, almost at random, and then he. Then he locks onto one shape, is what I understood. Okay. And then he shoots the gun, and the gun blasts away all the rock until that shape is there. And it's only one <laughs> shot, it seems.
1: What is it that he shoots? That he I needs. don't see a laser. I don't see a blast of air. I don't I don't understand what it is. Is it Sonic?
0: It's quicker than the eye can see. Yeah, sure. Okay. It's quicker than the eye can see. That was see. one nonsensical Let's moment. Just like, what,
1: what is going on here? I don't understand. My favorite scene is... Uh, the one where Bruce Greenwood is chopping wood, and uh, it's the first time Bryan Cranston has come to the cabin to see his wife. He's like, who the hell is this? And there's like a two-minute scene where they're basically sizing each other up, but mm-hmm. through, through dialogue. And it's one of those scenes where what they're saying is more than what they're saying, and I thought that was a really great yeah. scene. But you also enjoyed the part where Bruce Greenwood is studying Bryan James, trying to understand how to be a man. And he just Yes, I his did actually. That was kind of funny. <laughs>
0: you you remember me mentioning that, his tilting his head sort of. Yeah. Um, he was like looking at how Brian James was like putting his hand in his coat or something. Like just how he held himself subtly. Yeah. And it's in the background while well, the foreground dialogue with the ladies are going on. And you see Bruce Greenwood by the trunk of the car and then comes out a little bit closer. And he's just tilting his head and moving around trying to figure out how to actually stand like a man. This is all before the the crazy programming that goes into them. Uh, but it is. Be careful what you wish for. And it looks incredibly Canadian. But it's not. It was shot really? in California. Wow! All in California. Yeah. Shot, shot in like uh, uh, the... Not the high desert. There's some mountainous regions in southern California, actually. And it's shot over there. And it looks like a complete Canadian production, and Bruce Greenwood's Canadian, so I thought it was a Canadian production, that they shot it up in Vancouver somewhere in the summer, and they didn't, they shot it in California, and I was like, well, then, a lot of Canadian productions are just now catching up to 1994, <laughs> Hollywood, <laughs> TV, <laughs> which is kind of sad, but uh, yeah, it, it's really dated looking, it's, it's futurism is hokey the The theme of the movie is tried and true, though. Yeah, Here it's uh, it doesn't
1: get too go, uh, caught up in its futuristicness. You know, some people, movies just like they push it so hard, like Demolition Man. It's like every five seconds, oh here's a new thing to show you. This is the future, and it drops the story I will say,
0: that. I will say, it did really feel like a long episode of Outer Limits. Yes,
1: yes, it did, and it probably had the same budget. It's very tightly budgeted. Yeah. But uh, the one scene when he um, actually kind of fries and goes overboard, um, he plays that in a very unusual sense. Like It's as if he really is shorting out. He's not doing the typical movements that you would expect. He's repeating dialogue. It's, it kind of has like a, a, a twitch and a nerve thing. that He, he must have really spent time trying to develop that how to do it. So that's why Bruce Greenwood still gets lots of great work, even though he's not uh, even on the C list, probably. He's on the D or E list. Not for talent, but just, you know, He's not a leading man. He's not a guy who sells tickets.
0: He, he's he's a working actor, and he doesn't get um, like like top bills most of the time. He's like second. Whether you have the star, he's not even the and. He's just in the credits. A real quick toss. uh, though, he, uh should...
1: he did do another robot movie. I actually thought was better. Actually, at the time, I thought it was amazing. It's still okay, but iRobot. You know, that was a movie that uh, is very popcorn. Oh, right. I forgot to
0: mention iRobot, but I'm going to mention it later because there's a movie on my list. Ah. that. Yeah. Actually, well,
1: I'm done okay. with my list. Let's go on to yours.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, um, first one is Stephen Norrington's first movie. It's called Get Machine. Chank Industries. Designers of the world's most advanced defense systems. I understand the deep emotional reactions to allegations of illegal projects. A corporation on the brink of disaster. The Hard Man Project just doesn't
1: work. And I might understand that those demonstrators outside might actually have a point?
0: I want every suspect project shut down. Now, from the hands of a madman. What's it like to feel stark? An unstoppable weapon has been unleashed. The ultimate fighting unit. No mercy, no pity,
1: no fear. Order to chaos. He's on fear. Oh, more afraid you are, the sharper its tricks. How are you going to avoid being the alive? Come on! Okay, I have to say I'm not on board with this one. There's nothing really wrong with it, but it's not the kind of thing that I go, dude, you got to check this out. It's really flashy. It looks good. It looks like it caught... It looks more than it costs. Like, I bet you it probably costs like $3 million at most. It looks like a $15 million, $20 million movie. It looks flashy, and I can see how he got Blade from that because he knew how yeah. to do well with the budget. Well, he's a special
0: effects guy, too, so he yeah. knows how to do special effects I actually on, thought like, this who, was a Richard Stanley movie.
1: When I first oh, really? saw it... I saw it, like, 20 years ago, and I thought it was, like, a sequel or spin-off from to uh, Hardware. Hardware.
0: Because
1: yeah. William right. Huffman okay, so... was like, oh, this is very British. I was like, is this, a... is this from the same dude?
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I can understand how you got confused. Uh, well, the the story is about a corporation who makes um, weapons, and stuff like this. And they there's a big controversy. They they killed a bunch of kids at one point on accident or their weapons were used against kids. And there's big controversy and they're they're trying to clean that up. In the meantime, there's this program called the Hardman program, which is a cybernetic suit, not necessarily a cyborg uh, thing, but you put it on it's like a Iron Man type of suit. Yeah, it's it an enhancement. Really st- Was it, it looks
1: really accelerates you?
0: It really looks stupid. Um, but whoever wears it, uh, usually goes into overdrive and it makes the person malfunction and the and suit scream. Scream so a lot. Lots they scream a lot. A- anytime, yeah, anytime puts it on, anyone puts it on, it's, they start yelling their orders and stuff. Let's be quiet. Let's be quiet! That's actually a scene. like, everybody be quiet! He's yelling his head <laughs> off. Um, uh, but, uh... It'll make the person go on a rampage. So at the beginning of the movie, there's a bunch of dead people because of the Hardman uh, experiment that went awry at a diner. Um, so there's that the Hardman controversy. How that backfired. That'll show up later in the movie and actually kind of save the day. But uh, in the meantime, the lady, lady CEO has to go in and, and she's being the face. Uh, like what is she? The PR lady or something? Right. She, she has to try to clean up the, the bad PR about the deaths of innocents. And um, there's this guy. Who's that guy? He's a... He's, uh, Brad He was in Doom. No, he was in Doom. And he was in... He's sleazy. He's so sleazy. Got Remember it. Doom? I, I watched he, he, it, he's... but I erased it from my memory. <laughs> yeah, okay. He played a sleazy character in Doom. He plays sleazy characters really well. And he's another CEO, and he goes to Brad Durf and talks to him. And, uh, Brad Durf just kills him... ...just messing around with his death machine toy, basically, it's this giant robot... ...that stalks the hallways, and kills people. It and he's... every
1: single thing inside! It's just like a giant blender. Yeah, like it's, a got, blender. it's got...
0: ...it's got clampy face jaws, and it's got, uh... ...like, Blade Hands. And it, it wa- <laughs> I'll tell you this: it's adorable how it walks. <laughs> it's if, actually kind of Clunk, 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 really, clung, really clung, quick. Clung. Yeah, exactly what you're doing right now. It almost looks like a muppet. So <laughs> walks forward. Animal. It's like a Robocop version of animal. Animal. Yeah. Animal. Yeah. It's ridiculous Drives? how I pointed that to my wife, and we had a good giggle when that happened. But. <laughs> But Brad Dourif, of course, is the designer of this weapon, and he, he's holding, basically, the, the company hostage. He doesn't want to be fired, so. And he, he's also, in the director's cut, they go ahead and throw in the scene that furthers, and the director's cut is what I'm suggesting to watch, it's on YouTube. Um, it furthers the menace of this character, because if it's cut, the truncated version of it just says he's kind of crazy, here he's actually, personally, physically, dangerous as well as having a monster robot rampaging at his beck and call he tries to rape our hero lady and that's really really messed up she goes in to confront him and then he gets the upper hand at some point and then she gets away and all that in the meantime there are some anti they seem like terrorists but they're not terrorists they're they're just there to stop the company they're like uh they're like um I don't know, people that might uh, stop monkeys from being uh, experimented on by some pharmaceutical companies. It's those eco-terrorist type people. But they're not actually terrorists, they're not bad. But they are fighting this company and they end up fighting the beast. And that's where the suit comes in, one of them puts on the hard suit and saves it saves the day for the other people and all. It's not a great movie, it's a great first outing. For a fledgling director in <laughs> Whatever happened to him? He hasn't
1: made a movie since League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Has he done? What happened
0: to him was was Sean Connery.
1: Yeah. I can't believe he can't get another movie going, though. But there's directors like that who like have... Like, I don't a think he wants first, to have man. another
0: movie. Uh, maybe no, maybe in the future. I don't think he wants to have another movie. They, they said that he was going to do Akira. But that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, I remember he was going to do Ghost Rider, too, but that also fell apart. Alright, so, Death Machine. um, You can find that on YouTube. I think the director's cut is completely up there.
0: Yeah, there's like a a handful of directors. People just like uploading Death Machine to YouTube. (laughs) Uh, Next movie. Four or five. Next one, uh, you mentioned iRobot. And I think iRobot would really... Should be erased. Not that it's terrible, because Alex Proyas is not terrible. But that movie isn't iRobot. It's, it's. It's not. IRobot it's is not. It's not. IRobot. Up to his caliber. It's. It's. It's got some special effects hinkiness, like the faces on the robots and stuff. It's got some yeah. neat stuff to it, but it's not really iRobot. What is is Automata.
1: Police officer shot a robot. Cop claims the unit was self repairing.
0: Once a robot is altered, two of them try to alter a third one. epidemic begins just, just a machine. Just a machine. That's like saying that you are just <laughs> Is yes. basically what iRobot should have been. I feel bad I and. did not
1: take the time to watch this again. Um, I had seen it when it first came out on Netflix, and I didn't watch it when you added it to the list. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'll remember this movie, and I forgot I don't have any memory of this movie. Here's my problem. I want to tell you this real quick. I watched every robot movie I could find, and what happens is you watch a lot of bad ones, and your brain gets rotted, and it mm-hmm. basically pukes out everything that it's consumed. I watched The Vindicator. Holy crap. Canadian back bacon, uh, reeking Robocop ripoff. I watched. Rolore. Slash Frankenstein. The worst Robocop ripoff. I watched Robochick. I watched Annihilator, which is a failed TV series. Which <laughs> Did you on... watch. Condor. Robot Apocalypse? Con... No, I didn't watch that one. Um, I watched. Oh, Condor good. That's the worst. Ray Wise, which is good. But not good enough. Not quite human. It's just with a, Alan. That's Dick. just a pilot. Oh no, no, no. Don't even say not quite human. You did not. <laughs> I did, I watched it. I was like, oh no. Uh, oh, pain.
0: No, I watched uh,
1: Condor and Annihilator came out the same year, nineteen eighty six. They're both be there were pilot movies for T V shows. Uh, Condor's better, Ray Wise is awesome. Yeah not yeah, yeah. good enough though it has a lot of good production value for a very low budget annihilator has like that hard beating what do you call that that new wave it's like uh, uh retro, retro
0: new wave it has retro that kind of wave
1: hard, hard beating new wave you know beat and it has heartbeat, cool like lots pulse. of dun, 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 dun. yeah lots what? of neon and uh, good good special effects but the thing is they repeat this car chase in the movie i swear to you 3 times he has flashbacks <laughs> to the car chase twice. <laughs> it's just one of those movies that just will <laughs> must not have been move
0: on. PTSD for a car chase must have been. Watch, a really watch it. It's on YouTube. Chase. Just out of
1: curiosity, but uh, I had a really good setup, and then they just filled it. I think it was an hour-long plot uh, pilot, and they're like,
0: uh, "We got to get a movie-length pad this." Pad we've this. got. We've got to. We've got to put it out a video to make our money back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's that's all. That okay. that's so, a big digression. Sorry. So you just dropped your memory of Automata now. Antonio Banderas. I forget what his role really is. I think he's just a, a manufacturer, researcher, or something like this. Works for the company of the robot people. Well, the is, robot he, is he, manufacturers. he a cop that
1: investigates robot crimes or something? Or that's his? No, he's,
0: he's no. He works for the company, but the, there is a cop that shoots a robot, and the robot is self-repairing. Now, one of the rules of robots is if it's re- malfunctioning and stuff, it gets repaired by a human or dis- dismantled by him. Okay. And this robot is self-repairing and it's uh, Dermot Mul Mold- Dylan McDermott. I oh, we almost
1: did it. We almost did the Dermot Mulroney Dylan
0: McDermott. <laughs> I did. So it's him, and he he's this grizzled cop, and he shoots it. He, like, flips out and shoots it and kills it. And they're like, why did you kill this robot? So they go on in this investigation, which leads him down this sort of a rabbit hole into AI becoming self-aware, and these robots going on a pilgrimage and then they end up taking antonio vendettas the investigator uh with him and it's this do they try to stop the robots do they not fight the robots what should they do ethically morally and all this and it's rather interesting it's got its own pace i would Equate it in many ways to Blade Runner as far as pace goes and setting.
1: Yeah, it's not an um, action
0: robot movie.
1: It's uh, more thoughtful, and um, yeah, it, it, it's a Mexican production, right? All made in Mexico. I feel like that's how it stays so tightly budgeted.
0: Hmm. Maybe. Maybe I don't remember, but um, I know it's the guy doesn't have an American name. It's not like Car- Carl Jenkins or anything <laughs> directed it. Uh, anyway, but Antonio Banderas does a, a really admirable job. Uh, his wife is in the movie. She looks awful. Hey, now so
1: bad, too much. She's plastic she's picture. got she's got a lot of
0: lot of work done to her uh, because young starlets don't like getting old, and she's no longer young. But um, she's got a, a cameo, I would say. Yeah, uh, but they... Yeah, it's not a big part, but the movie is rather interesting, and the robots are very interestingly designed, um, and there's a big standoff at the end, so there is some action beats to it. It's a some somewhat like a Western at the same time, uh, but not totally. It's got just a few influenced moments. But yeah, Automata is on Netflix, and I really suggest it. Okay, how do you
1: say the word robot? Because I'm curious.
0: I say robot okay but i have been saying for the past year and a half robot because it's hilarious to me okay because i kept become... listening
1: to you going are you saying robot
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes i do say that one too because it's even funnier than robot so i say robot like <laughs> it's just me in my head and what entertains me on a like moment to moment basis at least you're not saying uh, rub it uh, no 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 i say robot Robit, R O B I T, or Robut. Either one. (laughs) Alright, and what is your third movie? (laughs) My third is a sneaky one. Uh, This came out in 2013, I think, 2013, and it's called The Machine. Not to be confused with The Death Machine. Um, It's just simply The Machine. There are a lot of secrets down here in the dark.
1: You make weapons for the government?
0: No. I make intelligent machines machine open your eyes it's incredible it's conscious conscious machines are dangerous this machine has the potential to be so much more than just a soldier they're afraid of you
1: i think you're too human i'm part of the new world and you are part of the old
0: and that, that movie stars. is astonishing yeah it stars uh two folks one you, you would never expect a performance like this from that's katie Lox, and not to dismiss her but she's not known for uh depth in her her acting she's a working actor and she gets a lot of tv actors actors yeah, i don't know
1: who that stuff. is is she on arrow i think she's on arrow arrow
0: yes she's on arrow she is uh, she was black canary uh, now she's um, white canary and some. Oh, phenomenon. that's right.
1: You know, I I saw I saw the machine in January. Then I just started watching Arrow a few weeks ago, and she has this pouty lip thing that drives me up the wall uh-huh. on Arrow. She just always like.
0: Uh, yeah, at
1: home can't see this, but she's like. I just I just had it's 11. Just it's really it's a this boohoo.
0: It's it's yeah. It's how she's directed. I honestly think that she's a formidable actress in the right hands, and she's in the right hands here. The other lead, I forget his name, but he was uh, the. Bond villain, one part of Bond villain in, yeah, in uh, the last. In the he was in the last um, Pierce Brosnan Bond movie, Die Another Day or something. Awful. Yep, terrible. Toby but but he's right, actually Toby? he's actually pretty yeah he's actually a pretty good actor anyway. Um, he was in uh, Finding Fairies or something like that, which was actually it doesn't sound like a good movie, but it's actually a really good thriller about. Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle and all those guys. Oh. Uh, it's Toby Stevens. Deb- yeah, debunking fairy mythos back in the day. Anyway. Um, he's he's a scientist trying to, to work with soldiers and um, repair their brains after being hit by shrapnel and whatever uh-huh. and using, using technology for that. And then at the same time he meets Katie Lotz who has this AI program that is so so advanced and then something happens to her. She dies. So he replicates what she looks like and uses her program and builds the titular character, the machine. And there's a lot more action to this. It's really cool. It's a sneaky movie because the first half of it is, a, is a more quiet and then the second half of it is more bombastic. And the soundtrack is one of those retro-futuristic soundtracks yeah. as well. Here's what stuns
1: me about the movie. I watch it, going, "Man, this thing must have cost a lot because the special effects are so good and they're so uh, special effects I have never really seen before." Mildly c- like the style of uh, Iron Man Three, you know, with the extremists, but mm-hmm. um, the movie cost two and a half. You're talking hours. about
0: the, the the light that comes out out right. of her, it's, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, what that's I think. those are my favorite my favorite scenes where she's n- newly born, basically. Uh, Yeah, she looks really, really cool with the light emitting from her, right just under her skin. It's really cool. Uh, I just can't believe how
1: the director made this movie on such a low budget. Independent movies finding these ways, two and a half million dollars. Wow, or maybe even less. I don't know. I I thought I'm pretty sure I said two or two and a half, but it is the fact that he could pull this off. In, in, in this day and age where independent guys are coming together going, you know what? All we need is like one good lead, maybe two good leads. You know, that's the that's Bloomhouse factor. You know, where he took two good like C-listers, you know, good actors that never really led a lot of movies. And he goes, we'll just keep it in one space, you know, one area. And uh, we'll just kick this out right now. Not tons of uh, pre-production eating up the cost. And uh, that's the new path for independent filmmakers to get their ideas across on a low budget. Problem is, you know, movies, Bloom, these movies are getting
0: exposure though. They're only getting no, stories. they're not. They and then they get Netflix or, and and other uh, other streaming avenues, but they don't really get the they don't get the breakout that like It Follows gets or early Bloomhouse movies got. Now Bloomhouse, by the way, has a stockpile. This is what I've heard from my, our friend Ben Rock: a stockpile of movies that are already finished.
1: Yeah, I think he has fifteen coming out this year. Fifteen,
0: and they they just. They just eke them out. It's crazy. Like, whenever. They'll, they'll be done on the shelf for four years or something, and they'll just eke them out whenever the market calls for that type of a movie. Yeah. So... And they're all small, like... Like... Under 10. Like you said. Yeah. yeah.
1: What's, uh... Well, I think James Wan is the one who actually first started that trend with Saw. I mean, they made that movie for 1.2 million, I think. And they had three...
0: Yeah. C-listers. I'd C-listers. say... I'd say most of that movie is in one setting. I'd say about seventy percent of that movie is in one setting, in thirties, in hallways or some other place that's easy to shoot. It. Right. Uh, what
1: is the name of that movie that's really hot right now? Machina, something. El Machina.
0: X X Machina. X X Machina. Wait, that's seriously yeah. the
1: title. Man, there was an excellent comic book ten years ago from Wildstorm called X Machina. I always want to see that as a movie, and now the title's been taken. Damn. Have you seen it? No, I haven't.
0: It's Alex Garland, who is... Uh, I really like him. He's a writer. He he wrote The Beach initially, but then he ended up working with Danny Boyle for a bunch of other projects he did 28, 28 days later. He actually wrote the Dread movie, but this is his first movie that he's ever directed. I was just um, wondering,
1: because uh, for me, I live in the middle of nowhere. I don't know if you live in the middle of nowhere, but I can't get movies. Like that here, they. I literally live in a town where they don't carry R-rated movies unless they're the biggest R-rated movie. I saw Mad Max, that was like the only R-rated movie they've ever had, and uh,
0: I just I have to wait till video. But you know, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> beautiful movie that. No beautiful movie. Mad Max uh, Fury Road, and she has a robot arm, so it's all right to talk about. Explain to me the robot arm. I don't understand how that works. It's not connected. It's just strapped it is, on. Well. It's, it's strapped on. It is. They they actually have that stuff now. It works. It's tight, and it works through uh, muscle movement tendons. It goes all the way up her arm. So she puts. Oh, the so up. it feels and like so the rod. Work, okay. Yeah, she she'll work her her muscles, uh, like where where the arm isn't off. Uh-huh. It's connected to just muscle muscle pressures and triggers like that. Like where she'll push her arm forward because it, it's not. It's not broken at, at the at the elbow. It's just above the elbow on her on her forearm. Okay. So, so she uh, she can uh, grasp by pushing arm forward. No, it's just mechanics stuff. Uh, well, I'm embarrassed because in, the, in this movie, uh, before this episode airs,
1: <laughs> you'll see a mini-set about Mad Max Fury Road where I discuss I don't get the arm, I'm dumb. Dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you got it. You got it now. So this is this is the, the the sequel to that. All I'm right, supposed. so we discussed
1: our list of great movies. I've discussed the crappy ones that I had to sit through. But uh, we did we discuss
0: the Terminator movies during the Mad Max? Did we do that
1: already? Yeah. We, well,
0: we, we no, not yeah, yeah. We discussed uh, Salvation, but we didn't get into Genesis, and we can't get into Genesis. No, but I'm just it's I mean, not I'm out curious. yet. It's not a reboot. It's like they're taking everything. Just, what it just, is is uh, you saw the TV show. No, I did not watch the TV show. I
1: know that they went back okay. in time and changed things, they broke the timeline and created a new timeline. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. that's all it is, it's tangential timelines. Okay,
1: So it's not erasing, it's not a remake, it's not saying, well, the first ones don't matter. I hate when there's a reboot or a, a sequel after a long period of time and they go, well, guess what, these last few, they don't count. Yeah, they do count because they exist and we watched them. I mean... It, yeah, X-Men. Well, Jurassic World is trying to say that uh, the last two didn't happen. I was like, well, X Men kind of <laughs> makes sense because they go back in time and change uh-huh, things. Oh, whatever. But I mean, when they uh-huh. yeah, it's still a racing. <laughs> but uh, Jurassic World itself is just saying, oh, the last two didn't happen. I was like, did you go back in time? Did you do anything to change that? That's stupid. And I don't That's like weird that because
0: Jurassic, Jurassic Park three is a real decent, straight up movie and adventure movie, and the second one is a stupid movie. Yeah. The third one
1: actually is a lot better than people gave it respect for. Alessandro Navola is excellent in that movie. And right now you kind uh-huh. of look like him. I don't know why. For some reason you remind <laughs> me of <like, laughs> Alright, I don't mind that. Thanks. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited about the next Terminator movie. The one franchise we haven't really talked about, Robot Movies, that I want to be saved is Robocop. The last one I actually really liked, but it, yeah, didn't, it's good. it just cost so much money because they kept delaying it, delaying it production uh, stuff, kept going wrong. And that's called that- studio meddling. Studio meddling. I they say this. Kings
0: Perfect. thirteen. Yeah.
1: Take the guy who played Robocop. What's his name? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Joel
0: Kinnaman. Joel
1: Kinnaman. All, all you need is Joel Kinnaman. Skip Michael Keaton. That's a big. That's a big budget cost. Skip uh, Gary Oldman. Um, Samuel L. Jackson. Get rid of all names. Joel Kinnaman. Just get a really good uh, cast of character actors. Uh, make mm-hmm. it R rated. Make it for fifty million dollars because RoboCop didn't make like two hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide and video, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can still yeah. knock yeah. out a good RoboCop sequel for fifty million dollars, and hopefully somehow before the Terminator writes, I want to see RoboCop versus Terminator.
0: Is that too crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's too crazy. That's as crazy as uh, Predator versus Alien, which is something I'm still exploiting myself, Predator versus Alien. I'm but doing I, I do.
1: I want to see Robocop versus artwork. Terminator. And uh, I think part of it is because the uh, the idea is great. The video game is great. Frank Miller screwed it up so bad. Did you read the comic? It is terrible.
0: No, but I don't really fancy Frank Miller most of the time. Nah, I've
1: never been a big fan of his either. I think, uh, oh man, we're going to burn some bridges here, but I've never really connected to Frank Miller, uh, Alan Moore, um and Grant Morrison. Their stuff is either too out of my connection, like I just don't get all the, the hardcore science. But Frank Miller, just I, I think he's just too uh,
0: sleazy, too dark. Too uh, grimy. What was the uh, Robocop thing that he did he in did, the movies? He, uh, he, wrote the second,
1: he wrote the second one and the third one. He was really uh, heavily involved in the second one. The third one, they had a script. He had nothing to do with it, so they rewrote it to PG-13 it down. And then, uh, I guess years later, they took the script uh, whole without whatever studio notes, you know, the original script, and they turned it to a a comic book.
0: The comic book is still terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I I did see the artwork of that one, and I'm I'm not into it. Anytime. All
1: right. I think we kind of wind down here. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, that's our
0: robot stuff. Yeah. I was going to watch Robo many more. I can't find it. I can't find my copyright. Yeah, there's many, <laughs> there's many more robot movies, but these are notable ones. In particular, My List <laughs> <laughs> and, and Robot Frank, Robot Frank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. Real Steel actually was fine. If you have kids, don't, totally watch it with them. What about what, cool. what about Companion? Ah, uh, Companion. the whole Canadian style of it? Just really irked me. All right, all you, right. Know, you know that's it for
1: us we're here. About. I think with all right. Uh, the robot list. Good night, kids. Good night, everyone. Have a good day. I'm sorry, Dave. We have to go.
0: My name's Andrew. Let's be quiet!